Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are live. And uh, our IM board is lighting up. Eric and BTC are back there losing their minds. You guys have uh, have got some good ones. Keep coming. Keep them coming. Uh, we're going to be giving away a lot of five real snot T-shirts. E. All right. Are you ready to vote ones. on some more of these? Okay. Here we go. So David suggests that we make them listen to Jacob Wheeler go over how he caught his fish each tournament day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, he did. Oh, that he did. No. <laughs> That's filthy. I mean, if you thought, if you thought that, that was filthy. entertaining to listen to that? <laughs> well, if you thought that was filthy, uh, El Gordo <laughs> wants us to coat them with real snot and put them in a cell with Weinstein and Cosby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, last oh but not least, God helicopter you. lore for life. Makes wants us to make them sit down for a 6:30 Ike or sit down at 6:30 for an Ike live that starts at seven. <laughs> I think we should I give him a T-shirt just for that's, waiting. That's amazing. <laughs> he gets a shirt. I mean, for how waiting. do we pick? Who wins? <laughs> Noah, Noah picks you. Man. Just, that's just awesome. I get it, man. Oh, man was, you dude, guys are good. good, right? You guys keep them, keep them coming, keep them coming. But uh, but anyway, w- welcome back and. Uh, Welcome back, guys. I, I know um, hey, we were just talking about this. The um, I was just at, I've been on the Upper Chesapeake all week. You guys fish the Upper Chesapeake Bay. The elites are coming here. Um, so I think it's a cool topic for us to just kick into a little bit. Um, things are changing down there. The elites are going to be facing a whole different body of water. But apparently, uh, and, and I got the first, there's no grass growing on the flats or very little like there's been in years past. And uh, out on the upper Chesapeake Bay, the Susquehanna Flats. And what happened, apparently, is that the winter had, you know, a massive ice flow coming down the Susquehanna. And about 10 inches of ice um, got pushed out and sat on the flats when um, when the and the north wind blew the water out. So the ice just just sat there and just pretty much uprooted any Wait. anything, changed the bottom configuration. And uh, I don't know if that's true. Well, it could have tilled it. That that makes sense. I don't know if that's what killed it. I don't know. uh, You know, that's true. That's That's what what made the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah, it's it's a force. But you get out there right now, and uh, there's there's 25 square miles of flats out there, and there's probably five acres of grass. You know, it's it's way down, and it's sparse, um, and that is definitely going to change the complexion of what goes on in that elite tournament. But what hasn't changed is the monster bass that that live down there. Oh yeah. You know, James Riley, who uh, who, know, who you didn't even introduce. Yeah. Well, well kick, done. Well done. In the back. I, I didn't even know he was back there. Uh-huh. The, uh, you brought him here. Yeah. <laughs> what you think I, he was? Uh, I thought he was hanging out at the bar, <laughs> just eating tuna and drinking <laughs> beer, man. I was hidden here. behind the wall and you, there. And, and you deny it. <laughs> James Riley, great to have. Let's introduce Good him job, now. Buddy. Who, went, who went to Machine Head with us two years ago? That's right. Hey, he designed the uh, label for uh, Real Snot. Designed oh, really? the label for Real Snot? He did. He designed did. the Bashu logo, designed the Ike Live logo, designed the Ike logo. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got mega artistic talent. And, uh, Knows the location of Capone's treasure. And uh, no matter where Maybe I move, so. Eric's no, still in front of him. <laughs> it's on the flats. And, <laughs> and BTC yes, sir. Will, will appreciate this. Rich will appreciate this. He, he loves to throw a Senko all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and he did so today and 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 smashed him up with a 6.1, wow. uh, 7 down, down on the flats Atta amongst <clears throat> I gotta, four I gotta pounders throughout I, the day. So uh, flats job. keeps delivering the big ones. James had a great day out there. All right, so obviously Senkos catch them, but how do you love to throw it? Yeah, wacky baby. Well, here's how you love to throw it. I'll tell you right now. It, here's the moment. It, it gives <laughs> you that moment when that 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 line will go snap, and before you set the hook, man, you don't know what you got. Yeah. You're so fired up, your heart starts beating, 
you're, no, you're, you're asleep because you're dead slack. You're gonna you're gonna hit them. He could be six point one pounds, or he could be twelve inches. You don't know. Let's be honest. Hey, look, but it's I, awesome. Line, hey. a, a Seiko is just a tool like anything else. They're like right now between mid May to mid June. Sure, it's gonna excel more than anything else. But past that, if you're still throwing a Seiko all the time, you're probably not gonna even be doing as well as if you're punching. Throwing faster reaction. Nah. It's just another tool. I disagree. <laughs> hey, Ryan. So, uh, January 2nd. What about the other 9,999 casts you make that day with it? Right. Well, January well, 2nd, while you're waiting for 2017, to I caught an 11.9 yep. in Florida wow. on my kayak in a small little lake. Everything mm-hmm. down there is a lake. <laughs> Old Lake Davenport over by Orlando. I uh, was throwing Cinco all day for like five days in a row catching you know pretty decent little fish but i threw it up the next one little whatever those grass things are there down there it was tools yeah it was out like 40 feet from everything else i threw it over there and my phone went off so i looked at my phone so the sink goes sinking and i lifted up and it was taut and i thought maybe i was caught on that and sure enough she moved i hit her came out of that water looked like a the Home Depot bucket. I was like, oh, my wow. gosh. I'm going to find a nine. picture of it. So I think the majority nine. of us like fish, fish Senkos with the same level of enthusiasm that we do when we ask a stranger, how you doing? Right. You know what I mean? No, they're not fun. They're not <laughs> sexy, but I'll tell you what, they work. Yeah. They yeah. work. That's good. Yeah, seriously, right? Hey. I don't I, really want to know how you're doing, my I friend. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. I, I, I'm on board with Eric, and he, he's right. He it, is. It doesn't matter. I mean. You just use whatever tool you got to use, and sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's fast. You know, we all have the things that you know we like to do, but man, I like to catch fish. Right. So I don't, I don't care what it takes. I'll even throw a drop shot, which I have a hard time with. Uh, oh yeah, don't we, complain you know, about the drop shot if I can't complain about the senko. Right. <laughs> well, and I've heard you cry about the drop shot. I got a valid I've heard complaint. you cry about the drop shot, but I can't talk Pete, shit on the senko. We talk about it all the time. I mean, we're older. I mean, I'm 52. Yeah. I'll be 52 on Sunday. So. I mean, I grew up throwing those. Remember those worms that had the little spinners on them? Yep. What are they, cream, cream worms? Yeah. Cream worms. I mean, I was yeah. like 10 years old. Yeah. I caught Three fish hooks. on them. Yep. You know, and now we go out and buy 15 our baits or whatever, know. you know, whatever the greatest, latest and greatest is, and they'll still eat that same little worm with the spinners on yep. them. Because they weren't alive then, I can guarantee you. Yep. Unless they're 40 pounds. Are you are you telling me that we have? Well, you can see the screen, right? See, see no, I can't. I can't oh. see the screen. Hey, looking handsome and victorious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Uh, it looks like we have them with us. Uh, uh, the winner, the the crusher, uh, dominated the FLW tournament uh, this past week with with, with a crushing thirty pound win, uh, hundred pounds of fish, uh, thirty pounds over second place, right about there. Um, Jason Lambert, the champ. Good to have you with us, buddy. Jason, What's are you up, drinking fellas? a 40? What are you drinking there, Jay? Is that a 40? No, that is, uh, that's a little IPA, a little craft beer, man. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're down in uh, southern Oklahoma for Major League Fishing this week, so, uh, you know, anytime I go anywhere, i got to try out the local stuff. So get, give it a shout-out. What are you drinking, my friend? Well, I don't even know the name of this. It's like 312 IPA or something like that. Yeah, 312 IPA. Pretty okay. good stuff. All right. It's co- it's cold and it's beer, so it's all good. Right. <laughs> well, hey man, I was watching uh I was watching this tournament live, a lot of it, and um it it was impressive. They did they did some stats that impressed me too. You had uh going into this tournament, you had three of the heaviest uh five fish stringers ever caught in FLW competition. Uh, out of Kentucky Lake, and you just you did it again. I think you you scored two more in there, so you've got like four out of the top wow. ten heaviest weights ever caught on Kentucky Lake, and, and everybody knows how you're doing it, and you're still able to do it, man. It's pretty impressive. Well, you know, growing up at Pickwick fishing, um, I mean, ledge fish my whole entire life, so it's not it's it's not anything new that that I haven't done in the past, but you know, it's um. It's just a comfort thing. It's a comfort level. And, you know, Pickwick is tiny, man. It's tiny compared to Kentucky. And, you know, there's more there's more offshore places to fish on Kentucky Lake from Kentucky Dam down to, say, 68 Bridge than there is on the entire lake at, Kentucky, at uh, Pickwick. So, you know, it's um, it's it's pretty dangerous when you turn a, a guy loose that really knows how to read them garments up there and let him ride around and look for two or three days because we can find all of them. I mean, it, there's a... Uh, 
you, you look at the whole entire lake in three days time if you don't do anything but ride and idle and you know yeah it's no secret it's not a secret at all i mean i won on that cast x jerky j this time just exactly the same bait that i threw in 2016 and you know with that uh that scrounger top head that wobble head so it's i don't know man it's a lot of guys just don't get the confidence in it but that's a that's a confidence bait for me and you know everybody's got what they like to do and, and that's that's kind of my deal man that was it was amazing you were, were you using the what the five inch or the seven inch or were you mixing it up or what were you doing a little of both i was throwing the five and the seven um you know that that five i always joke and call that my my finesse bait which a five inch swim bait's not necessarily <laughs> a finesse bait but you know that that big seven kind of did uh it did the majority of the damage the last couple of days um you know the five the five sometimes will get a little bite you know get them stirred up a little bit when when the seven won't so it's just a feel thing you know you pick one of them up throw it a little while you don't get a bite you pick the other one up throw it a little while man it's just it's just kind of feeling out what they're doing and i mean if they're eating one of them naturally you're not gonna lay it down pick the other one up well i saw you uh i saw you do something really cool live uh one of them uh snapped at it man you bowed your rod up and and you dropped it down and you figure you triggered that fish to bite again or or maybe another one in the school uh that that was pretty awesome to work through the strike and you wind up catching that fish wow can you walk us through how that happened you know a lot of times those things you, especially when you get into big schools like that you know i say big schools that was probably 12 15 fish school but a lot of times they'll hit that thing and 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 they don't get it but if you really don't throw it back in they're sure not going to get it so when they hit it a lot of times and miss it you just kill it and drop it back down and it may be the same fish it may not be the same fish i don't know but i mean anytime that ever happens i always do it and it doesn't matter if it's a swim bait or a, you know a jig or a worm or whatever i mean they're they're trying to feed when that happens so you know if you pull it out of the water and throw it back in there then you've done you probably missed that opportunity but if you just kill it a lot of times they'll follow it down like i said you know how those schooling fish are when you get in groups a lot of them can a lot of those fish will follow up as one's coming up and and it, it could be a different fish there's no way of knowing but you know my, my train of thought on that deal is just keep it down there and if it's down there then they have an opportunity either that fish or another one has an opportunity to eat it so just put it back down there to them man yeah well we saw you do it it was it was amazing you were you and i noticed you do something else that uh that was unique i mean you're always you're always hitting that thumb bar you're always like you're always dry are, are you just are you trying to like keep that bait down within a couple inches of the bottom or what 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 are you doing when you're hitting that thumb bar all the time well when you when you throw anything like that you know that that wobble head with that that build on it or you know even when i throw it with the big chatterbait head you know all those things tend to lift you know they tend to to lift it up off the bottom and you don't have to do that stuff in 15 you know 16 17 feet of water but fishing as deep as we were last week 23 to 25 Oh, it's just, you know, I feel like it needs to be, you know, not necessarily in contact with the bottom, but it needs to be in, in the vicinity, the vicinity of the bottom, just for the fact that, you know, those fish are spilled up down there on the bottom. They're not, they're not suspended. So, you know, the, the more appetizing, I guess, you can make, uh, you can make that bait to them and them not have to exert a lot of energy to eat it is, is probably the best approach. Well, it was, it was real. I watched you do it. It's pretty awesome. I also watched, you smash a nine pounder live uh on saturday man yeah uh i mean you didn't it was so big you you were calling it a smallmouth you weren't even sure it was a basket you're like this thing is this thing is huge well you know when i when i hit that fish i had no clue what it was i mean naturally you think it's a bass when it eats a freaking seven inch swim bait but when it hit it you know when i hit it and the rod didn't move i, I knew it was something big but you know it actually didn't really fight all that much it was i mean it fought a little until i got it to the side of the boat and um we were we were talking about it and i think rob newell even said something on live he's like when they did the rewind he said i don't think that fish realized it was caught until right then and and that might have been the case because it wasn't i mean i knew it felt heavy i knew there was weight to it but when it got right to the side of the boat man that thing uh, decided it wanted to uh, go on a little jog and and most of the time, big large, you know, big largemouth don't really run like that. But I, I swore I thought it was a big smallmouth because that thing, 
right side of the boat it took one of those big just blistering runs down peeling drag and i actually had to i had to thumb the spool because it was it was pulling on me so hard i thought i thought it was going to break me but oh yeah man a nine pounder anytime hmm. is amazing but when you got cameras rolling and you can do it on live that, that was pretty cool it's pretty cool when you got 24 pounds in the boat and then you catch a nine pounder <laughs> yeah. that's pretty yeah, cool that doesn't, that doesn't hurt <laughs> no that, that doesn't hurt at all <laughs> well i did notice uh uh, you did. Uh, you've. It's obvious that you attended the Brian the Carpenter School of Network. Um, <laughs> you know, we, if, if any of you guys watch this, how he uh, <laughs> a couple of times. I think one time in particular, the net got all hung up in the rods. I was say, what do bat, yeah. bashed a fish in the head yeah. with the net? <laughs> well, you know, fishing FLW, we don't. I mean, we can use a net, obviously, and. Um, you know, on the days one and days two, you got a co-angler. And most of the time, we, we allow those guys to net for us, you know, depending on how that goes. I've had an incident this year, actually, where I probably shouldn't have let somebody else net one, but that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, it's it was just a – it was actually a careless mistake on, on my own part. I, you know, you get down and you start switching rods, pick up another rod, and you don't tuck them back in against the gunnel. And I had them hanging out over the over the deck. And when I went to drag my net up to, to net a five and a half pounder, <laughs> I picked it right straight up into my rod tips. Yep. So uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a cluster there for a moment to say the least. But yeah, we well. got down in the seat and got it netted, so yep. all was good. I yep. got it lipped. Yeah, I'm not sure sometimes, man. I watch you guys with the nets and. And I deal with it too. We're allowed to use nets sometimes in the tournaments I fish. And man, should you should you just hand land it, or is it is does that net really help you when you got to handle it yourself? I mean, you got a big fish in one hand, you got a cumbersome net in the other hand. Boy, some and and sometimes guys get out of position. I see the fish jump over the net, through the net. It's it's yeah. hard to handle with one hand. Yeah, I think. Well, so. you know, it's it's practice. I mean, and that's the thing we don't practice enough because we got guys that that are helping us, you know, on Thursday, Friday, and, and you know, it, it's never an issue until cut day, Saturday and Sunday for us. But with that being said, I, you know, I, I'm a I'm a strong proponent of the net, not necessarily as a you know as a fisherman for the fisherman, but I just think it's just a lot easier on the fish than it is to you know fight that thing down till it can't even swim and then net it in. I, I just, I honestly think it's a better conservation move to net them than it is to to lip them. But that's a conversation for another time, obviously. But yeah, we we all have our moments, and and I had one of them. But day. there's there's body language that a co angler will give you when he doesn't know how to net, right? The one who knows True. how to do it, his shoulders dipped into it, the net's near the surface of the water. It looks like he's ready to like slap out like a slap shot in hockey. You get that guy standing there, he's got the thing in like port arms. It's not even near the water. He's standing, his knees are straight, he's straight up and down. You're like, Oh my god, like, just get off get off the front. You know, get, yeah. I got this dude. Way. Yeah, you yeah, get them or, guys. Or man. when that dude or when that dude comes to the front uh, front of the boat with a net in one hand and his other, and his rod in the other yeah. hand, that's that's the guy that you know immediately you don't want. Yeah, him and his right fish. foot is on all your rods. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bending the guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost like you know, dude. Like oh, yeah. there's a there's like a, there's like a form that a good netter has versus a guy that's like scared to death he's going to knock your fish off the line. Yeah, I had a guy with good form. He got up there with both hands on the net. He was all athletic, and that fish came and he scooped. It, with intensity and speed, and and hit my smallmouth right in the side and threw it about thirty yards back out into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I that think, can happen from time to time. I think sometimes, like we lost one this past weekend in, in a tournament we fished, and I, it's just because I'm trying to fight it into the net. And a lot of times I could swing it a lot better than that, but he's got the net, and he's really he's one of the best I've ever had net a fish for me. And I was trying to swim it into the net, and the fish was like, "Oh no, I'm not having anything of that," and went under the boat, and the rest was history. <laughs> I think sometimes you, you're trying if you can just swing it. I've never experienced a bad net guy, nor have I ever. I mean, I've, I've come close. I've, I've 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 hit a couple guys fish before, but I've never I've never knocked one off, dude. I wouldn't want to knock one of Jason's off. <laughs> no, I'd be like, I just feel like, yeah. are you kidding me? I just smell less. You know, this guy's good. He's a living world class hey, fish. Hey, right. Jason, you you are world class at ledge fishing. You got to give us give our listeners give what's what are we looking for? The number one thing that would help me ledge. Am I looking for shells? Am I looking for a break? Am I looking for bait? What am I looking for? Dude, every time I go out, I'm looking for fish, period. Um, our electronics have gotten so good now, 
you know, everybody's got mapping. I mean, and and some people's mapping's obviously a little better than others. But with that being said, I mean, there's nothing special about any of those places I caught those fish this past week. I mean, you know, the majority of them are what we consider, you know, the community holes. And it's it's just, to me, it's more about confidence in, in your electronics and knowing what you're looking at. I mean, you know, you look at a topo map of, of Kentucky Lake, for example, or any or any of the Tennessee or any of your guys' lakes, for that matter. I mean, the the creek intersections with the river channel, the the long points that come out that face into the current. I mean, all that kind of stuff is. This, I mean, that's that's the deal anywhere you go. So it's not, and and they obviously don't get on every place every year, but it's it's more about confidence and like riding around looking at that depth finder. And like, okay, that's bass. And and when you when you see them, you know, being able to relate out in the middle of the lake, okay, I saw those fish right here, and being able to get a bait back through them. I mean, and that's just time on the water. I mean, that's that's time you know spent looking at your graphs. You know, you know, I tell guys a lot of times, if you don't know what bass looks like, but you like to fish offshore, and you ever get out fishing on your home lake or whatever, and you catch. You know, you get a little school fired up, and you catch two or three or four in a row. Drop a you know, drop a buoy marker where your boat's at. You know where you're casting. Crank up and idle over, and then you can see them because you know they're there because you just caught them. But it's um, it's just building confidence and looking at them. I mean, dude, I don't care a bit in the world in an offshore tournament at Quick or Kentucky or Chickamauga or even Gunnersville. If it's summertime. Come Derby Day, Thursday, I still, I mean, I'll, I don't care at all to look for five or six hours a day. I mean, it, when you when you find what you're looking for, it doesn't matter how long you spent looking because it don't take but 10 or 15 minutes. Because if they're ready to do do their deal, you can you can be done. I mean, you guys saw that on live Sunday. I mean, by 7.30, I had 25 pounds. Hey, Jason, you, you just said something that I was going to ask you a question on. If you were to break down percentage-wise in your practice, how much time you spent graphing versus casting, what would you say it was? Well, at Kentucky Lake last week, we had about um, 14 to 15 hours a day of daylight, and I put 32 hours on my engine last week idling. And I didn't get on the water the first day till like 8.30 or 9 o'clock because I, I lived down at Pickwick, you know, two and a half hours later, so I just drove up Sunday morning and started. So, you know, I probably spent, I don't know, 36 hours on the water wow. in three days and i, and I 30 put 32 hours. hours on the engine wow. man are you is it do you like uh keep like standard equipment like red bull or five hour energies in there so you can, <laughs> how, how actually no it's just a, it's a lot of water and it's a ipod and it's uh eric church usually and uh we can we can get through the day or it's a lot of phone conversations with your buddies you know it's just something to pass the time but yeah, it, it gets pretty dang boring. It really does. But um, you know, that's just that's just my deal. That's what I do, and I've wow. been super successful at it. And and I, you know, I wish we fished uh, nine tournaments a year on Kentucky Lake. That, I'd that, be fine with that. That's like American <laughs> sniper type patience, yeah. just sitting there on the scope for like twelve hours, man. That's crazy, dude. I mm-hmm. could never do that. Congratulations, Jason, for being that guy, man. Well, you had you had a mass yeah. you had a massive win, Jason. Um, Let's let's talk about the obvious thing. Something happened in this tournament that nobody in professional sports has ever seen. Um, the 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 guy leading the tournament, you and him uh, got into it at the first stop on the on the third day. Um, I mean, did, did, tell me what happened from from your perspective. Well, I mean, to clear the air, we actually didn't get into it. There was no real. I mean, there weren't any crosswords. There was no screaming, cussing, yelling. It was no, it was nothing like that. Um, Thursday morning, I was boat 51. Uh, first, my first stop of the tournament was that particular hole. And, um, I ran straight to it, dropped the troll motor. Uh, nobody saw me catch them. Nobody really even saw me out there. I mean, there was a few boats, you know, a handful that, that went to that side of the lake that drove past me. But, um, in like 30 minutes, I caught 24 pounds the first day and nobody saw me catch them. So I pulled the troll motor and I left. So on Friday morning, I blast off and I run straight down there to it, and uh, he's sitting there. So 
I turned right, head on south, and scratched me out 19 pounds the rest of the day, or whatever I had, 19 and a half pounds. And um, come Saturday morning, I ran to that hole. And, um, you know, my Evan Rood is obviously faster than, than his rig. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that could be said about it. I, I mean, if I'd have been in 10th place, 8 pounds back, that's one thing. But, you know, I started on the hole. I was actually the first person to fish the hole in the tournament. I went straight to it Saturday. I was on the troll motor fishing when he arrived, and he didn't care too much for that. And, uh, you know, you know, everybody can see the live and see what he said. And I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I've got absolutely nothing negative to say about Randy. Uh, I've known the guy for 20-plus years. It's a bad deal, man. I mean, it's unfortunate. It's, um, it's part of the game, though. I mean, we've all had tournaments where... You know, we wanted to go fish a spot, and somebody was there fishing. I mean, it's yeah. just Jason, it's the way it goes. Jason, on day two, what was the strategy behind not stopping there, even though you saw him there? Were you afraid he didn't, might not have known what was living there? Or, like, well, why'd you keep going? Why didn't you stop there? Dude, I, I don't pull in on anybody. I ain't okay. never pulled in on anybody. I mean, that's just, I'm not going to do that. It's not the way I do it. I mean, you know, I mean, I ain't going to say I've never pulled in on anybody because I had a situation last year at the coast of Kentucky where a guy watched me wreck him in the morning, and I came back two hours later, and he was there. Now, that's a different story. Yeah, different. I, I eased in with him. But, I mean, I'm not – I mean, he was there. It was his, you know, these community holes are community holes for a reason. And, you know, he was there. At that point in time, it's his hole, period. And, and that's the way it should be with any, any of the guys. I mean, period. If, if they're there, it's their hope. I mean, if they're not there, it's anybody's hope. Cause it's, you know, these places get fished 20, 30 times a day, every day, the whole entire late season by, you know, local guys and tournament guys and, you know, weekend guys. It, it, they just get fished and, you know, it's just, I'm just not, I'm not going to pull in on somebody if they're sitting there fishing. It's, it's just that simple. Well, you know, for those of you that don't know, I, you all have to know, but Randy Hayes um, left the tournament after that, after day three. Um, you know, I would have thought if, you know, you would have been upset because you were there, you're fishing on three on day three, and he pulls right in, and he's fishing right next to you. I, I, I never have seen this, except for that one time Jacob Wheeler and uh, somebody else were sharing water. I forget who that was, but they were buddies trying to share the same spot, but... He pulled. You guys were boat to boat, making the same exact cast. I can't believe you kept your cool. I would have. I think I would have gone nuts. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, it really was. And you know, this is a professional business. This is a professional sport, and we're all professional anglers for the most part. All of us are. But you know, I've got sponsors that that help me a lot. And uh, you know, the whole time that that deal was going down, that's kind of what went through my head was, you know. I'm a representative of not just myself, but of a lot of other people that are on this boat route and, uh, and FLW as well and, and the whole organization and, and the fishing world as well too. So, you know, it was, um, it was tough, man. It was real tough. I mean, you know, you, you want to, you want to, you know, scream and yell and cuss and, and let it all go, but that just wasn't, I mean, there's just too much. There's, we've all got too much to lose to act like that. And I just, I wasn't. I wasn't going to do it, you know. I guess it's the it's the old take the high road type uh, statement, and it was hard. I mean, it was really really hard. Yeah, but that's, that's you bad. Know. That's badass, Jason. But you know what? No one <laughs> talks badass. about. No one's talking about how awkward it must have been for the co anglers. Because <laughs> I've, I've been in that situation. <laughs> I've been in that situation where you're in the back and the two guys up front are, are arguing with each other, and you're looking at the co angler like. I could take him if it comes down to it. Yeah. I don't think I got this dude, man. <laughs> well, see, I mean, we were one and two on the on the live day, so we both had camera guys in the back. Ah, uh, you didn't have co uh, it, it was actually kind of funny because those guys know each other. Obviously, they work together at every event all year long. And they were just in the back having a conversation. So, you know, it was uh, it was in, it was interesting. I mean, I think I said that on a. I think I said that on live actually when 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 Randy decided to to pull off the spot and leave. I think my I think my comment was, well that was interesting and uh, and that's an understatement. But you know it all worked out in the end and it's unfortunate. It's terribly unfortunate. And I mean I don't know why Randy made that decision that he made. You know that's that's not for me to speculate on. But you know it's 
Jason, I had business to handle, Jason. and we handled business. And, and When did you, you know, know Randy took the good. boat off the water? Uh, when I came in that afternoon, I checked in pretty early that day. I yeah, checked I in so, probably. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came in like one, right? 1.30, I mean, 12 o'clock. I mean, no, probably one thirty or 2 o'clock that day. And uh, and I was informed at that time that he had withdrawn from the event. So, yeah, man, it's, it's just bad. It's a bad deal. It's uh, I hate it for him. I hate it for I've never had it. Jason, how did it feel to have a, a live well full where their backs are out of the water? Like, it was, uh, well, it felt good enough that the first, on Saturday I was thinking about 1.30. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, on uh, Sunday I actually came in a little early and pulled a Timmy Horton and uh, we ordered some pizza and hung out and signed autographs and took pictures <laughs> for about three hours. What would wow. we get? Is extra cheese, sausage, pepperoni? What's on the pizza? At, actually, we had a little of both. Uh, Jody White from FLW went and picked us up a uh, Supreme and a... Uh, uh, pepperoni sausage. So we had a little of both. We, uh, we, we, we probably ate way too many calories that afternoon. <laughs> well, that, hey man, that that was that was amazing. What what was your uh, weight on uh, day four? Twenty eight pounds or twenty seven and some change, like twenty seven four, twenty seven five. I mean, I knew going out that morning, I needed like twenty five five or something like that to to break that hundred mark. And you know, I got real real close in two thousand sixteen. I think I weighed in ninety seven two in 2016 there and uh the way practice went i honestly didn't think there was a i didn't think there was a chance i mean because it wasn't a very good practice at all but you know after that 30 sack on uh on saturday i, I knew that there was there was a, a a chance and then you know after i smashed them that morning on sunday morning with had 25 or so i knew i needed like one bite and uh we got that bite about 10 o'clock 10 30 and I had a, I caught like a six and three quarters at like 10, 10, 30, 10, 45 and got rid of a little old baby four and a half. And <laughs> it was, uh, I knew at that point we had a hundred and you know, I was, it was getting rough out there. I actually wanted to stay out and fish because dude, this, I mean, you got to sit in a freaking hot ass boat for, you know, <laughs> three and a half hours in the sun with no shade. <laughs> Excuse me. It was uh, I, I knew it was going to be a long, boring afternoon, so we actually stayed out about another hour and a half and just did a little scanning, and fished a place or two here and there, and you know, finally about twelve, it started getting super rough. You know, it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon in the south, and all the boat traffic started coming out, and I just, you know, I wasn't going to take the chance of running anywhere because you know everything we operate and run is man-made. You just never know what can happen, but. I just we just decided to uh, put it on the shelf about twelve o'clock. But like we're oversimplifying when he says he was shelf fishing. Like I got I drew a guy down in Pickwick who knew how to fish shelves and Ledge, for, ledges. ledges. Guys up this yeah. way don't fully understand how intricate it is. Mm-hmm. That it's not just a matter of like drifting over top of it. Like there's there's a true art form and, and it's probably one of the most misunderstood forms of, of fishing that we have. Well, a lot of people are confused by, it, but I mean. We got a master here that we're talking to right now, and uh, it was impressive. That but you came in early and ordered pizza. Were, were you weren't you afraid that Scott Martin was going to catch like seventy pounds? <laughs> you know, in the in the bass fishing world, I guess anything could happen. But you know, I, I felt I felt pretty safe at that point in time that I I thought we probably you know I had a nineteen three lead going out, so I you know, I had twenty seven in the box with a nineteen three lead. I, I was pretty confident that we probably had it done. Hey, Jason, i got a question for you. Real quick, I don't ledge fish, and a lot of other people that listen probably don't. What would be a bait you would recommend to start with to try to get some confidence in ledge fishing? You know, there's a, I'm a swim bait, crankbait guy. I mean, I throw that big giant C25, six cents a lot. I throw that big cast egg a lot. I mean, but I'm a power fisherman. I mean, that's just, I like to chunk and wine. I think I might be a little bit ADHD or something maybe. But I'm with you, buddy. Um you can you can catch them out there you know kentucky lake kind of made the old the old stroking the jig deal that that got famous for years at kentucky lake a lot of guys fishing a football jig and you know big worm i mean you can never go wrong with a 10 inch worm on any of the tennessee river lakes they'll all catch fish on all of them but you know i'm just not the dragon type guy i mean i just i don't know i, I just don't feel like you catch the giant bags on those baits either um, you can catch a lot of numbers on them and catch a lot of fish on them. And I, I'm just, I guess I'm just too wired up to uh, 
to sit out there and drag a jig or drag a worm. I mean, and I say that, and actually on Friday, that's how I ended up catching that 198 or whatever it was I weighed in was, was dragging a, a big old uh, Jean LaRue worm. But it's, it just, man, that's like that counting them rocks thing. I just, I mean, I just about to see me poke me in the eyeball with something. I hear it's like throwing a Senko. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, if you, if you ever catch me throwing a Senko, I want you to come and check my my temperature and make sure I'm not sick and <laughs> boy. having Same a real like bad is. day or something. <laughs> right. I don't get the Senko hate. I can't take it. <laughs> Change it. Well, you know. Oh, it's a it's a fish catcher, dude. I mean, it probably catches more fish across the country now than about anything else as far as True. as far as any one particular boat. I'd say the Senko is probably the, the the most the most bites people get across the whole entire country are probably Senko bites. But, ooh. Dude, that's just painful. Exactly. <laughs> what a license to print money. 75 cents a bait. Right. <laughs> they break off. Yeah. Instantly. You got a good deal, <laughs> man. It's 80 cents. Most places. <laughs> but, uh, and you get one fish, maybe two out of right. it. Right. Yeah. I, I actually, actually, we were at a coastal event on Potomac uh, last year, and I told Yamamoto, he was fishing, I told Gary, I said, Gary, you're a damn genius, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you made a bait that people love, and you only get one fish out of it. I mean, what the hell? And he said, well, you know, I'm a businessman. Yeah, he is. So I just took it as he knew what he was doing and put enough salt in them so they would tear and <laughs> people love them so they just go buy more. <laughs> yeah, we all think he's trying to make it sink. Meanwhile, it's, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's make it buy more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, have you, uh, have you and Randy buried the hatchet? Have you talked since this incident? No, we haven't. Um, you know, I'll probably see him here in a couple of weeks. I mean, do we live in the same town? So, you know, it's not like, uh, wow. We, I mean, we're basically, I, I'm, I'm around him, you know, a lot. So, uh, I moved out in the county a little bit, so we're not actually the same address anymore. But I mean, I'll see Randy. I mean, if not, I'll see him at, at St. Clair somewhere and, and we'll talk. And, you know, and I don't, I don't think, you know, I personally don't think that. Randy has a personal issue with me, and, and I, I can assure you that I don't with him. I mean, like I said in the interview the other day, we've I've known the guy 20 plus years, and he is a freaking awesome, awesome ledge fisherman. I mean, he kind of he kind of was, I guess, one of the pioneers of, of the electronics days, and and spent a lot of time out there learning his deal, and and he's great at it. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him, and and we don't have, I mean. Yeah, naturally, we've had a couple of little spats in the past. We grew up fishing freaking local derbies against each other. I mean, and anybody that you fish against a lot, you're at some point going to have a little, a little spat with. And, you know, but it's always when you come into weigh-ins, hey, dude, I was wrong, or dude, I was wrong, you know, no big deal. And then life goes on. And um, I, I, I firmly believe that when I see Randy, we, we will talk. And, and I don't, you know, I don't think there will be a, I mean, uh, as for me, I know there won't be any hard feelings, and and it's you know it's just unfortunate. It's a tough situation. It's a tough situation for him to be in. It's a tough situation for me to be in, and it just gets magnified because there's cameras on everything now. And, and I get that, but I mean, it's those cameras are great for our sport. They're great for our personal brand, and and that's that's phenomenal. They're great but, for this. They're great for this web show. So- Jason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Jason. It'd be, be kind of hard to do a web show without a camera. So, Jason, are you saying right now that a video isn't going to wind up on World Star Hip Hop of you and him fighting at the Fourth of July parade, like in front of the marching band or something? No, no. that's not going to happen. I mean, that's Arm, that's not going to happen at all. No, no way. All right. Hey, what's up? Leave it to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> There's some people I still want to fight at the Fourth of July parade, dude. I can think of man. <laughs> <laughs> After the firehouse gives out the free beer, hell yeah, dude. Some dudes. Uh, <laughs> at least like. Well, I don't know where your fourth, wherever your Fourth of July party is, where I want to go, because ours don't give out free beer, and I'm I, all about the free beer. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Jason, more importantly, when you're ledge fishing. Do you use like a line conditioner to make those casts go a little <laughs> bit longer? If you don't, I know one. It's a really good product. Actually, actually, I don't. I just use Sunline Sniper, and I don't have to worry about it. Oh. oh. You know what? You, you let could... me let me pull that dagger right out of the heart. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Woo! Got hot in here man. real quick. Yeah, but man, the guy the guy loses two hundred grand at the classic and. Yeah, uh, but the, uh, Jason, a scope makes a rifle. 
And that's all real snot is, man. It's the scope to your line, dude. Come on, you can make it better. You can make it better. <laughs> I like it. I don't shoot that far. I'm pretty good with boar sights. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're coming in three hours early now. You're just hip shooting yeah. shit out of the air. Come on, I'm up for this guy. What Fourth of July party are you gonna be at? Yeah. I'm coming down there. Hey, we, we ruin my rap. I'm actually in Oklahoma right now, and it's way too hot down here to fight. Yeah. So I'm not coming down. Else, if so. I come down there, we're drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, we got Hongo yeah, here, yeah. shooting clay out too, of the sky. But, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like 96 degrees or something here, and the humidity is like horrendously terrible. I really feel bad for Ike and those guys that's got to go to Sabine here in a couple of weeks because, dude, it is miserable. Wow, it's yeah. going to be hot down there. So you're doing MLF out there in Oklahoma right now? Yep, I actually uh, this week is my first week with Major League Fishing, and uh, man, it's been a it's been an experience. So, uh, you know, we, we fish against some pretty dang good fishermen every week at, at the tour level, and 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 my and I can those guys on elites do too. But when you take like you know the best of the best of those guys, and you put twenty four of them on the water, it's uh you better be freaking catching them because them guys catch them, dude. Well, it's, you better uh, be careful because if you bump boats, uh, bunt, uh, you ram boats uh, with Ish out there, he jumps on boats. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to yeah. throw some pork, pork rind at him or flare a, up. That's you, a whole different right away. conversation for a whole different show. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think Poche would like to be a part of that. Well, Ish is allergic <laughs> to pork. If you just uh, wing a pork rind at his cheek, it'll swell up and uh, <laughs> you can get a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in, dude. I'm way too old for all that fighting I'm stuff. With I you. mean, it's just, you know, it's a. Uh, I always laugh and joke. I'm way more of a lover than I'm a fighter. But uh, you know, I'm a pretty big dude, so I mean, if we have to, I guess we have to. But I, I'm out. I'm out <laughs> on all that stuff. So you got uh you know, you still got some FLWs left on the schedule. Anything you're looking forward to? Man, I'm really. I'm actually. Actually, I'm going back to Kentucky in uh, two weeks. Uh, I'm gonna fish that Costa event up there. Um, it's out of Barkley Lake, actually, but you know, it's be about a 20 minute run back over to Kentucky. So, yeah, I'm gonna go back and fish that. I'll be home next week. Um, back up there for that, and then we'll have a week or so off, and then then we get the northern swing going. I'm actually gonna fish those northern coastas this time as well, just for the fact the championships on Gunnersville. So. And we got our second major league fishings in Vermont um, in July, so um, it's a week before one of those coasts. So yeah, after after this Kentucky Lake Costa here in two weeks, then I'll be uh, I'll be up there with with all you guys the rest of the rest of the year. We got uh, St. Clair. Uh, we got Champlain first, which will be the third week of June uh, for a northern coasta, and then we finish up uh, the tour at St. Clair the last week of June, and then. Of course, that's when it gets crazy. We got Fourth of July week home, and then go to ICAST, leave ICAST, drive to Vermont for the second MLF, and leave uh, the MLF at uh, Vermont, and drive back over to uh, Buffalo, uh, Lake Erie, and uh, Buffalo end of Lake Erie. So busy, uh, yeah, dude. It's fishing get real busy. It for gives, the next, you, it gives uh, you a month before your Fourth of July uh, showdown, right? Gives you a month to <laughs> yourself in shape, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm good. I'm good for that. I mean, y'all. <laughs> If y'all really feel it's necessary, we can, nah, we can we make don't. it happen. Yeah, FLW, FLW, FLW's probably not happy. You probably just killed their cost of registration by like 30 boats by saying you're going to be there, dude. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that tournament's going to be um, very interesting. We're out of Barkley. Like I said, it's about a 20, 25-minute run from where we're out at Barkley back over to Kentucky through the canal. But there's also the reason we're out of Barkley is there's a um, – 300 boat championship out of uh, Kentucky Down Village that weekend, so um, it, it's going to be real crowded, and uh, it's you know it, it's going to be a, a real tough derby actually with with all those boats out there because you know that lake. I mean, I, you heard some of the elite guys talking about it, and you heard a lot of our guys talking about it this past week. I mean, that lake has been for the last five, six, eight years, ten years, probably not probably it has been the best tournament fishing lake in the united states without question just because of its you know just the size of it it's so big people could spread out you know you could fish different patterns a lot of different things you could do but this asian carp situation up there is uh it's terrible dude i mean it's uh it's as bad as anything that i've ever seen anywhere and i, I honestly think that the population of bass in that lake are at least 50% less than they were even two years ago, three years ago. Wow. 
So the numbers aren't there. The schools of fish that usually are there aren't there. I mean, it's just it's just in a, a real bad downward spiral right now. And, uh, you know, we're trying to raise some awareness on that situation and get some people involved that that can make some decisions that that are far higher than 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 me but we just need some attention paid to that because it's it really is man it's a bad situation and and that lake is uh it's 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 looking it's looking pretty bleak for the next few years yeah well we we've uh we we heard all you guys talk about it and then uh bringing awareness to it is key and uh hopefully we can get those uh commercial fishermen activated with some incentives to get out there and and get after those carp and and help the situation out we'd sure like to see that kentucky lake is awesome as tough as it was you made it look easy congratulations on on a massive massive win man and uh you know we look forward to following you the rest of the year people that want to follow you uh you you on social media how how can people keep up with you yeah i'm facebook and instagram uh, and website are all three jason lambert fishing so it's jasonlambertfishing.com website uh instagram facebook both just jason lambert fishing so yeah keep up with me man we're gonna we're gonna see what we can uh finish out here pretty good shape for the cup in august so you know we've got the uh got the coasters i'm trying to get qualified for that championship like i said i'm gonna be plenty busy so Y'all follow along, see what's going on. We'll, we'll do, man. Well, I, I, I may see it some of those northern coasters. I'm not going anywhere near that Kentucky Lake tournament. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but good luck to you the rest of the season. I appreciate you putting up with us and uh, being with us tonight, Jason. I really do. Good luck the rest of the season. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Anytime, give me a call. Shoulders up, chin down, 4th of July. <laughs> uh, no, that, that was uh that was awesome that was awesome uh to hear him talk about the 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 ledge pattern go through that whole process i mean it's so it's so i mean if you ever fish a tournament you've been in that situation where somebody's pulled in on you or, or you've pulled in on them and that, it's just a term we use pulled in on but uh you know who's right who's wrong it, it, the, the thing that i've always learned is there's always two sides to a story you know, and and just so everybody knows, we reached out to try to get Hayes on this show so that we could hear his perspective on uh, on what happened. Uh, how did that go, Brian? Uh, I I personally didn't reach out to Randy, but I spoke with Mark Jeffries, who who spoke with Randy at length, and uh, coming on and talking to he, you know, he wasn't interested. Yeah, wasn't. I talked to him. He said that show sucks. I'm going on that stupid show. <laughs> 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 But um, was that too high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eardrums yeah, out, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm no more Mark Jefferson. Right? I was told. Him. Yeah, well, um, you know, but nonetheless, I appreciate him going through it. But I mean, I've been there a million times, man. You you see somebody and you're like, I can't believe that guy is is doing what he's doing. And but in his mind, he's looking at you, thinking, you know, man, that's my area. You know, you're the one at fault. But uh, communication is key. I'd like to reiterate my my um, the way I look at Randy's move. I know a lot of people on social media had a lot of negative things to say about him, and that's cool, whatever. You know, to me, I was impressed with the fact he had enough uh, presence of mind to know he could no longer be there, right? Like, Randy was not comfortable in that situation and was about to lose his cool. And he had enough presence of mind to know his spot and say, all right, if you stay here... You're going to lose your freaking cool. You're going to make a, a scene on the camera. He couldn't do it. And he had to, saving it for 4th of July. He had the awareness <laughs> to, to put it on the trailer and leave. I thought that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Not something I could have done or or, or maybe Pete. Um, definitely not Mike. But, nobody, yeah. nobody well, not, not everybody can redline and then continue to compete. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mike can. You know, Mike, Mike redlines because the coffee's too cold, you know. That's and, a fact, Mike. Uh, and he's right back to normal. By know? the way, Mike's Mike hit me up. He's got a 4 a.m. wake-up call. He wants to get on immediately. Bring it. So let's take a quick commercial break. Go right back to him. Okay. All right. We're going to hit the commercial All right. right we'll now. be back real quick. Ike's on the line. I'm interested to see what he has to say on this topic. We'll be right back. Hey, Noah Wheeler here with uh, Real Snot. Been out on this pond for about an hour now. Uh, haven't had a whole lot of luck. We've had a couple blow-ups, but not getting a lot. 
So we thought we would try the new Java product uh, on this frog on the top water. Uh, it works great on jigs and other plastics, but we've noticed that when we do use it on top water, we get a trail in the water, the scent's in the water, and we're getting a lot more bites. So we're going to spray some Java uh, all over the frog. Apply from reel knot to the raid, get nice and wet, and then as I reel it in, it's going to work its way through it. Okay, so now we got that scent in the water, and then we got the frog all juiced up with some real snot, Java. Let's see what happens here. There's one. There's one. So as you can see, that scent got around in this little area, this little pocket we're fishing, and sure enough, one came up and nailed it. Small one, albeit, but hadn't caught anything since we've been here for about an hour, hour and ten minutes now. There's one. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Much better. Good little guy. Threw my frog. Man, they love this stuff. Right through the nose. This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm I'm straight addicted. It might be bigger. You think so? mayhem on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper four and a half inch drop shot worm bama bug finesse jig pb and j give me something hard hey davy d here now, i didn't always know this much about fishing three aught no four aught ewg worm hook in fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Is he in my pocket? <laughs>